All right, we'll get rolling. So I am extremely excited to be here today. Um, this topic is, is tons of fun, super current, super relevant. And um, once again, not to disappoint, I have an incredible guest. Um, he's got great energy, great vibe. I'm excited for y'all to meet him and to share with us in this conversation. Um, so, you know, we, you, you probably read the intro to this, but, you know, obviously um, e-commerce is a thing that's happening. It's, it's not going to happen. <laughs> it's already happening. And, and Rafi is an expert. So I want to, I want to start off by just introducing my guest and then we'll get into some great conversation. So Rafferty Pendry is originally from LA, but now lives in Clearwater. Um, he's got both US coasts covered and is well-traveled as well, I might, I might add. Um, between scuba diving, the prestigious Explorers Club, and working on NASA projects, yes, you heard that right, he co-founded Rave Retailer to develop online selling solutions that help business owners sell more and profit more, which is dear to our hearts here at Direct Scale. Uh, he and his partner have helped generate billions of dollars in retail sales to date. And while dollars are at the heart of sales, money isn't the motive. Uh, 14 years ago, Rave Retailer was built with the intention of helping people. Rave is all about setting an example that inspires and motivates others to help their fellow human beings. And this is an area where Rafi and I are aligned, that is doing good in the world. And something that I've been able to experience firsthand in my dealings with him and David, his partner. Um, Rafferty and his wife, Hannah Lee, are passionate about helping others in their personal and professional relationships. And by serving thousands of companies across many industries, they, they believe that helping a business owner sell more improves the lives of their families and their staff. And that starts ripples that, that they may never personally see, but will change the world. <clears throat> I, love, I love that that's where your heart is. Rafi, and that's why it's such a pleasure to work with you. And um, and again, we're we're all about doing that good together and help, helping our clients succeed and improve their lives. So um, we're just going to jump right into it. Selling online has grown like wildfire over the last ten years. People are used to a certain kind of retail experience that network marketing companies, frankly, have been slow to adopt. But, you know, what if you could have it all? That's what we're going to talk about today. Um, there's a lot of strategies, a lot of technology that we can discuss. But, you know, maybe just to kind of set the tone, um, Rafi, let's, let's talk about how online shopping has exploded. And that'll kind of set the table for why you've got to be playing in this game to be relevant. Um, yeah, sure. Well, you know, thanks for the, the intro. And I'm glad to be here uh, with you and glad here, to be here with everybody else. Um, you know, just as a, as a, as a little point on that, um, for me, when, you know, we say, Hey, like our purpose is to help, what we're trying to do is to help. It's not, that's not talk, you know, it's not just, you know, blah, blah, that sounds good for me. That's, that's what drives me, you know? And I found that, um, early on in life, you know, I, I'd wanted to be successful. I wanted to, you know, accomplish, you know, building big business and I want to, wanted to do a lot, but, and naturally I felt like there, there was the desire to help. It just wasn't really at the forefront. And so I, I just wanted to mention this little point because it's, it's kind of interesting. It wasn't upfront. It wasn't the, the drive. It was, it was in there, but it wasn't the driving force. And so then I got to a point where I was basically working more and more hours of the day, got to a point where I was working about 20 hours a day every day broke had gained like a hundred pounds in a very short period of time had high blood pressure like really high like i'm surprised you're not in the hospital high like all these problems because i was because i had it backwards right so i just wanted to mention that as a starting point when we started you know e-commerce was getting going as a thing really our our passion and our drive to help really was it, it became clear to me that is the focus that is it is and what happens as a result of that is you know who you want to service 
right? You know, who's the right fit, who you're going to be the right fit for, because, you know, every company is not a perfect fit for every other company, right? It's just not the way that it works. So being able to hone in on that and that's relevant, you'll see how that actually ties into, into the whole e-commerce side. Right. So, um, just wanted to kind of start with that piece. And then, you know, and then the follow-up to that is, you know, when we started in e-commerce, my, my partner um, had started a furniture store, one store, built it to 39 stores, sold them all in 2001. Um, he was a top 100 furniture retailer in the country. I think he was number 23. Um, and we got together to help solve that problem, him bringing the retail experience and, you know, product and inventory and warehouses, you know, spread out and management and, you know, hundreds of, of in-house full-time salespeople and, you know, all of this and the technology side of how can we solve this problem. And, you know, what's interesting is when we had started, people had actually said, even web companies had said at the time that selling like home furnishings, as an example, online is, is a, you want to, know an industry that's not necessarily always the cutting edge home furnishings you know can can sometimes be a little little behind the ball on the, on it too but at the time they were saying home furnishings is not going to be selling online and and that's just not going to happen so even web companies said that wasn't going to happen which you know i mean you look at the wayfares of the world and you know wayfair sold online 14.1 billion dollars last year of home furnishings amazon is selling in the numbers went from a very small percentage to a to a pretty large percentage in just a handful of years so that that is where that's coming and then the other aspect of things that influences this heavily is you have mobile so now people want to be able to buy an entire living room or you know their shoes or their shirts or their supplements or their whatever while they're laying on their couch in the living room they don't want to have to get up and walk the four and a half feet to go get their computer because that would be way too much work. So we want to allow them to be able to do it from their phone. Yes. Well, I think it's, it's really interesting. You brought up that, um, that example of the furniture industry kind of being a trailer, a laggard, you know, maybe in technology and not believing, but then you've seen it actually happen. Um, and we're seeing, I think, similar dynamics happening in, in direct selling, but you know, you mentioned, um, well, I think one of the, the couple of the stats that you that you um, put in here, or maybe that was Danny, I can't remember. Um, but yeah, the, I, get, I, I have a couple. Yeah, of that was you. The e-commerce market projected to be six point five trillion in twenty twenty three. Yep. Um, Two billion online shoppers in twenty twenty. Like that's already happened. Um, Seventy five percent of shoppers are online um, once a month to buy. I mean, this is, these are huge, huge numbers. But, so think about those two numbers together though. Like, like, look at this, Roger, this is crazy. If you actually think about it, there are two over 2 billion people shopping online and then merge that with the second statistic, 75% of people are shopping online at least once a month. So do the math. There are a ton of people buying online right now. And, and because of this, the the actual online selling has been shaped by um the the huge players out there and so people start to experience that you know it's like the iphone came out and created a, a very big problem for a lot of other phone manufacturers who to be totally frank probably many of which don't even exist today because everybody got used to the experience that from an iphone and and even the you know the android phones that they have now those experiences far surpass what people used to experience well the same thing's happening with selling online yeah exactly so that proves that first point that that it's happening you better have a killer current online shopping experience for your brand or you are not going to be able to compete and continue to exist and certainly not thrive so I don't think we have anybody on the call today that would argue that point, but we just wanted to start there and, and make it and really kind of get into next then the, the how, how do we help drive the direct and social selling industry? How do we support brands that are in the industry that direct scale is in? Um, you know, how, how do we bring some of those best practices of, of, awesome e-commerce experience 
to direct selling. That's obviously what, what we're doing with our relationship with Rave Retailer and with you and David Raffi, but that's where I kind of wanted to talk a little bit about. And, and I guess kind of before I, before I do that, you know, you mentioned that you were, um, you know, all the doubters were saying that you couldn't do, um, you know, furniture sales online, but you proved, you know, that was proved wrong and has been proved wrong massively now. It reminded me of when I first became an independent seller years ago and me and my partners, because the, the tools that the company offered at the time just weren't really any good and we were forward thinking, you know, this was back in 2000, um, we said, hey, you know what, we're going we're gonna to build a system that's going to help people to find, recruit, help, help them to recruit sellers and customers um, online. And it was really early in that game, but we had great success in doing it. We kind of, we kind of um, rewrote that book. It's one of the claims to fame, but it turns out that in this day and age, something you did in 2000 just doesn't even count anymore. So we got to really make sure we keep going. Yep. <laughs> but anyway, so I thought that was kind of interesting because that was, it was pioneering in that time. And now it's like, <clears throat> now it's, that's the old stuff, right? So, but interesting, but we, we did prove that it could be done. And so, let's uh, let's combine and and work some real magic together now yeah and you touch you know what you're touching on i think is a very important point yes we do technology and we do help people sell online but i want to answer the question very generally because the truth is i'm going to answer it from the standpoint of what we've seen the numbers the statistics the the heat maps that we look at the eye tracking studies that we have done and that we see um we're you know i'm going to talk about it from that standpoint so that i it doesn't even matter to me like if you say hey i i'm not trying to get the customer from this answer i want to answer this really truly so that everybody right now can start to think about what you need to be doing right now to help on selling more online um because here's what i think is so cool i believe the network marketing model is incredible I think it's just by itself, it's amazing. The, the actual feat of what gets done in network marketing to get thousands and tens of thousands of people to go out there and start repping product is amazing. Buying product and then you know tens of thousands and hundreds of thousands more customers who buy the product, I think that's incredible. And so I honestly believe that it has a huge opportunity for network marketing to compete. And when I say compete, I say that because in the world today, there are businesses, even a person who's doing $100 million a year, $200 million, that's still small in the grand scheme of, of selling online like that, like the reach that you can have. That, sure, it's a big company, but I'm just saying, when you take a look at numbers like Amazon and like Walmart.com and like what a lot of these guys are doing, it's huge numbers. And so but here I'm going to answer this question and, and just bring up some things that I think are really, really important to help you now. It's something you can be looking at that each person here could be looking at now, which is, you know, the, the, e the, the network marketing model is solid. Okay. So let's, let's just bring to the table an e-commerce experience that is really smooth, that makes, cause we want to reduce friction at every single point that we can. And we want when a person comes in to start buying product, we don't want to look at it from the viewpoint that this one sale we're going to make is the last sale we're ever going to get from that customer. So let's try to make it as big of a ticket as possible because he's never going to buy again. If you have friction, it, that might be the case. If you have a very smooth process where you just get them in, let them buy and the ease of purchasing, it's a totally different ballgame. If they can come back and in a few clicks be checking out, it's just a very different experience. If you can allow the auto ship to not be a separate thing that a person has to go and do, but it's integrated right with your retail checkout flow, it's intuitive for users. So here's, here's what I actually think. I think that network marketing has a huge leg up if we can get this e-commerce piece nailed. Because when we can combine that, it's a, it's for, for, for what network marketing companies figure out, direct selling companies figure out, have figured out, how do you get this mass number of people to actually get behind your product and do that? 
that will take an e-commerce company that wants to set it up a lot more work than somebody who already has that force. And then if we can combine that with super solid customer purchasing experience, I think that, I think it's a home run. I, I love it. And I totally agree. Uh, I, I really do believe that we will see that time and we're already seeing it to, to a degree where um, brands and some big ones are really taking note of, man, we, we need some additional levers to pull. Like we're, we're, we're kind of hamstrung. Oh, we can, we can only do so much advertising. We can only do so much, you know, influencer, you know, influencer spiffing, you know, in, in the way that it's been done before. And so, and I, by the way, I say that, you know, network marketing really is the, the original, you know, influencer selling, right? Yeah. But you, you're hitting on it. The, it's those personal relationships, these micro and nano influencer relationships, and, and I'm not asking you to do, a, do me a favor to go through a horrible buying experience, right? It's, right. If, we, if we can take that out of the equation, oh no, just stick with it. I know it's hard, but no, no, if that can just be not a thing, then we really start to get um, some, some momentum and some scale happening. So I totally agree with you. I, I love that perspective um, that there is a leg up because it's already happening. And we're gonna see these other brands trying to catch up and understand this industry more so that they can try to duplicate it. And you know, there, there will be tools that we can deliver to that, to that larger market, but it really does help um, the brand, but it also helps those individuals who have been out there trying, you know, working, so working their tails off, you know, putting in the hard effort, really giving them that leg up and that better chance at success in, in yeah. representing a, a brand that they love. So yeah, 100%. it's a beautiful thing. And, and, yeah. One, one point that I also think that is helpful, and this actually came up in some conversations recently with some people, you know, we were working with, um, there's a challenge that sometimes people think they need to solve. And again, this, I'm just saying this so that everybody can look at your existing site right now from this perspective, there's a challenge that sometimes people think they need to solve online, which is solving all problems for everybody. So you remember, Remember earlier, I was saying part of what I figured out for me is kind of what is what is my real core, my passion, my love is to help people. And so that means for me that I know that if I deal with a company, the right kind of company is one that I can actually bring my experience to. If I can't bring my experience to the table, meaning that they, they're not looking for that, it may or may not be the right fit. And that's okay. But here's the reason I brought that up before because that applies to everybody right now on what you're doing online. You don't need to, to handle every circumstance or scenario that anybody could ever bring up as it relates to selling online. If you can make it easy, easy for people to do A, B, C, done, A, B, C, done, A, B, C, and you're not necessarily solving the problem for somebody who says, I want to, I want to uh, send to you via courier pigeon, you know, a Western Union check that goes via this other thing. Like they, it gets so complicated. I'm like, don't, it's, that's 0.001% of people. Don't so, try to solve their problem and make the experience worse for everybody yeah. to solve the problem for this handful. Focus on just making it, again, it's all about duplication. So you want simplicity and don't show tons and tons and tons of unnecessary options. Focus on the, the really your core that you can, you can actually solve problems for. So it's something that I wanted to mention as it relates to what you should be doing on a website, um, anything you can take out, do, and just make it exactly structured for what they need. I'm glad you brought that up, Rafi, because um, I think that there has been a tendency um, and it might be one of the reasons why there's been kind of the laggard um, challenges in, in technology in deploying current technology in the industry. Um, there has kind of been a, almost like a tail wagging the dog kind of, uh, you know, th these crazy needs and, and, a, and so many potential needs and so many potential circumstances that, that, that uh, brands are trying to solve for. Um, some of those have been because of limitations of, you know, commission engine and back offices and attribution and, and those kinds of things. 
but I think there's also been this general this genuine desire on on the part of these founders and business owners to really help you know their their independent sellers to be successful and all and, and it happens to almost to be a fault you know you come with this long list we get this all the time of this very really long list of customization requests and oh no if it doesn't do this this and this then I we can't sell anything uh, I think that that is um, I think it's a myth. And I think that the point that you're making is, you know what, how about this? How about we start by putting a, an awesome buying experience that's super simple, super duplicatable. Let's get, let's get transactions happening. Let's get revenue flowing. Let's make it easy for people to come and buy and enroll. And then let's start to think about what else we might do to hone that experience in and make it better, but not try to waterfall everything we can conceive of first and get that in there and then go. Then you're yeah. out of money. <laughs> and do it based on real data, right? One of the amazing things about the web is everything, you can see everything that happens. It's like, it's like the equivalent of having a physical store. Let's say you walk into a clothing store, okay? And, and a customer or a customer comes into your clothing store and you can tell that they walked over to the aisle where your jeans are they looked at several of the different jeans. They added one into their their bas their their like basket that they're carrying around. Then they went, no, you know what? I'm gonna take that one out. Actually, I'm gonna put this one in instead. And then they walk over to your shirts and then they look at these things and then they see a sales sign and they go, oh, that looks really cool. I'm gonna go look at that. And then they add those things in and then they go and check out or they get to the register, the line's too long, they're not that comfortable and then they leave. Okay, so we can you can see that on the web. You literally can see all of that happening. And so what where the rubber meets the road is sales. It's not theoretical what somebody feels like people need in order to do it. Let to your point, let's start selling. And then we can look at the data, real life data. And I, re I remember an example one time of somebody who had told me they wanted something odd with how their the menu bar um, would work and they wanted like some different colors and some other things. And it was to, to me, it didn't make any sense based on my experience. It's not that I'm unwilling to do it. It was based on my experience. I, I look at, I live and breathe this all day, every day. This is what we do. Like you look at the number of, we have, we have paid lots of money for studies about what happens on e-commerce. We have gone through checkout processes and this is, and that's, and all these different things. And so it didn't make any sense. And the person told me that it would destroy their business if they didn't have that. But see, the thing is, is that didn't parallel any really good shopping experience that anybody was used to. And so I started going over it with them and doing it. And those people, they doubled their business like within a handful of months. But we didn't do that thing that they, they, they said they had to do. Otherwise, it was going to be the end of the whole business. And so the... And, and I explained it to him. We went over it. We explained that, and they said, okay, cool. That's, that's great. But then the question for me was, so let's see what happens with sales. What happens with sales? They doubled their company in a handful of months. And I go, okay, there you go. Right. Because again, it could be theoretical. We could be trying to prevent problems. We don't have, right. But let's stick with, with, you know, let's solve the problems we really, really need to be solving. Let's keep it as simple as possible. Anything we can strip out, let's do it. Yeah, you're, we're going to, I want to touch on that a little bit more later um, when we kind of get into to speaking about what is the right, um, you know, e-commerce platform or, or, or experience for a particular company and, and this whole notion of expert and consulting and, and how that might tie into that decision. But the other thing that, um, that I did want to, that I'd want to touch on here and walk through with you is, you know, it's been another gap. Like even it's, even if a direct selling company had um, improved their shopping experience and enrollment flow to a degree, there's still a whole bunch of other technology that is kind of staple in, you know, in, in current um, state of the art e-commerce experience that people are, are, are accustomed to now. And that significantly, and through data, we can see it drive more sales. So I did want to talk about a couple of those things, making sure that our, our guests today are, are able to ask themselves the questions. Hey, you know, do I currently have, um, 
you know, email marketing functionality around my purchases, you know, abandoned cart functionality, remarketing, et cetera. I want you to address each of those. But, you know, you mentioned this again, I want to tie it into this, is the, the leg up that we have in the industry as, as, um, as these nano influencers and, and micro influencers building businesses, that's never been effectively coupled with all of these kinds of things too. So you still have the individual touch points and elements, but what if you could combine that with what those e-commerce brands do as well? You, you, you started with that, but I'd love you to, to talk through a little bit about ROI and some of those things and what you've experienced. Yeah, sure. Um, yeah, so there's, there's really three parts that I think would be the, there's really truly four, but there's, there's three that we'll focus on right now that I think would be important that, that really people should be asking themselves on. So one is abandoned shopping cart uh, technology, okay? So however your implementation of that works, I'll give you an example. So a person adds items to their cart, they leave. So then you get those emails. It happens all the time with Amazon. All of us get it, you know, hey, you can finish your order and you get it from other places too. Uh, you can complete your order now. Sometimes people couple that with offers, sometimes <clears throat> couple that with other recommended products. There's all kinds of ways that that gets done. But the main point, person leaves, we get them to come back and buy. We have typically found that we can get a 14% sales lift. That's been the stat kind of across our whole platform. Um, some people more, some people less, but that's, that's just about the average that we tend to see. Um, and so here's the thing. We're not, there, there's two, there's kind of two parts to your question, actually. And I think this is important, an important distinction. One is the tool and technology and two is how you use it. So it's like having, like, if you have the tools, but you don't know how to use them, right? It's like having a Lamborghini, but you don't know how to drive it. I mean, that's super cool that you have one, but like, it, you can't get it out of your garage. That's going to be a problem, right? So like, why do it? So when we have the abandoned, uh, as an example, the abandoned shopping cart email sequence, we actually write when we do this. And, and so this is what I recommend people do. When you write your emails, you're going to write the actual content of the emails. Yes, having the tool and having a reminder, that's great. You'll get some improvement. But writing emails that, that, that actually work, it's an email sequence that you find effectively drives people to come back and buy and then you watch the actual analytics you watch the metrics so you have to see somebody has to be doing this to 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 make sure this is the service side so you have the tool and then you have the service side which that's what we like to solve you can have the best tool in the world without somebody doing the work effectively again it's a lamborghini you can't drive so uh, the the main thing i would say is you know at least getting an email sequence in there to get people to to be able to buy. And then again, what we have with the, the influencers and these rep forces and this our sales force and our brand ambassadors and our brand advocates and all the many, many names that we call those people who are out there, we can combine the, the technology tools not to replace them, but to help make them more effective. And when we do that as a company from a corporate perspective, that goes such a long way with that with the field going wow they're actually helping us drive more sales and again it may not be what that influencer or that brand ambassador thinks oh well this is what we should be doing and this is where our attention should be focused on but if they start to see their paychecks go up yeah our, our, hey you know what cool man you you guys keep doing your thing i'll keep being out here and reaching new people because really truly a lot of the focus, a lot of the value and benefit from them is reaching new people. So we don't want their attention tied up so much in just getting a sale from the same four people over and over and over again, because they will burn out. They're going to, they're going to have losses on it. They're not going to build a big business. We need to actually help back them up on that, which leads yeah. me to the email marketing piece of, of the whole, the whole thing. Do you send out regular emails to customers and your reps and it could be separate emails it really should be it should targeted be targeted to yep it should be targeted to both as a distinctly different public that tells your brand's story right so um here's an, an interesting example the reason brand story matters so much is because 
the merits of a product can be great, but that won't be the single reason people buy. I'll give you an example. There are people, let's just take the, the, the long debate. Okay. iPhone versus Android. Okay. <laughs> I'm just bringing it up. I'm not trying to take a side here, guys. Don't kill me. Okay. But there are people who would say, I know because I've heard it many times. No, no, no. Apple inferior technology inferior, but people buy them and they stand out in lines the night before and they get tense and they camp out. Is that because they feel that it's a superior technology and that they really need the latest innovation to make a phone call? I don't think so. Right. So they're sold on the story and the, the actual brand itself and what it's, what it means and all of this. Same thing with Android users. You're going to have it. So when I say I, I bring that up because the email marketing helps tell the story and creates a loyalty to the brand and the company that over time it, it just builds and builds and builds. And by the way, there is there are myths as it relates to email. So people buy from you. You think that because you send them um, six or seven emails like I've had people say, well, we just start we um, we delete people off our list. I'm like, no, never do that. Don't ever do that. That's literally an awful idea because and like, why? Because they haven't responded. I've sent them like six or 10 emails. I'm like, we have sent emails before. I'm not exaggerating. We have sent emails um, two to three times a week for six years and then been making sales off of people who were there at the beginning, six years later. Now I'm just gonna do the math really quick for you. Let's say two times a week. Okay, so two times 52 times six years. These people received 624 emails and bought. So and I bought. say that because, yeah. yeah, and then they bought. And the guy said, look, I've been getting your emails for years. And I, I, I glance at them, I like them, I stick them. I have a folder of all of them. Look, I'm gonna show you. So just because the person doesn't respond after two or three emails doesn't mean they're not interested. So what you're trying to do is build this list over time and time and time, because if you're not in front of people's eyes regularly, they will forget about you. And so what you're doing is just being there, being there, communicating on a bigger and bigger sphere. And so when you have abandoned shopping cart, coupled with that, coupled with people land on your site and leave, which is where we get into the retargeting side, right? Mm -hmm people come to your website and they leave. And all of us have experienced it. People come to your website, they leave. And then all of a sudden they start seeing ads. You start seeing ads show up everywhere. You're scrolling down Facebook and then you just get on Instagram, then you're on Google, then you're, you know, it's like, you're, you're like, what? These people are following me everywhere. Good. So we want to be in front of these people's faces because they, they showed some semblance of an interest. And we want to be going back and saying, hey, come back and buy. Hey, we got these products. Hey and not in an annoying sales way. Again, we want to show the products they have an interest in and we want to tie that in with your brand and your brand story. So it, these three things are so powerful when done in combination. And as a, as a tip or a, kind of a useful piece for people, a lot of times we start with the abandoned shopping cart and the email marketing first, and then we add the, re, the, the retargeting afterwards, um, you know, once they get, they kind of get going with it. So that's, that's, uh, that's kind of a long answer, I guess. No, it's great. And that kind of, that kind of um, segues, I think, into the, one of the final points that I wanted to make sure we got to today. Um, first of all, again, kind of going back, like this, this um, combination of this technology and tried and true you know, e-commerce brand tools that work, they just do, um, coupled with independent sellers who have passion about a brand who are who are vocal and who who believe and who are you know they love the causes that these companies are 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 working on combining that is is the magic that that everybody would like to see from a brand perspective a product perspective today and we have the ability to deliver that and that's super exciting really giving those individuals an opportunity to to succeed in ways that they haven't before and really helping them out, which I love. So, um, so as we, as we kind of think about, you know, this whole thing coming together and tying together um, in for this industry, you know, it's really important that your that your shopping experience and 
um, and all those things are closely integrated and tied to and seamlessly and frictionlessly tied to you know the back office experience the commission engine all those things so um, i love what we've been able to accomplish um, working together um, to deliver that um, but I, I think that you know this audience in particular is definitely understanding that that those are some of the challenges they probably experienced before and we might not be perfect today, but we're pretty good and we're getting better really fast, right? So that we can, we can be clear there. But the idea is best in class, end to end is the goal, right? Both from back office through the commerce experience. And, um, and I love what we're delivering. And one of the, we'll, we'll invite anyone who hasn't had a chance to see it yet, to see this e-commerce product, um, working in this way and i think you'll be pleasantly surprised um, anyone can reach out to their direct scale um, rep to get connected or you can go to directscale.com and request um, uh, a uh, a demo so we can handle them both ways but you know one of the things it's kind of the elephant in the room honestly rafi and that is and it, i know that everything you've talked about in terms of having the right content and the right approach and and pulling these things together really is at the heart of the answer to this question, at least for me. Sure. But um, yeah, there's this 800 pound gorilla in the e-commerce space that we all hear about on a regular basis. There's, I don't know how many zillions of, of Shopify, you know, merchants out yep. there and, and they've got a great product, right? And yep. I think you would agree. And, and it might even be the right product for some, for some brands, for some, for some people, some individuals, but, but um, let's talk a little bit about, you know, what about Shopify and would, how about that as a solution? Yeah, it's awesome. And, and I'm glad you brought that one up. I mean, you know, they're a multi-billion dollar company with millions of, of retailers. They are the right solution for, for some people, for sure, right? So like we, if I was denying that, I would just literally be lying to you. I mean, it would be so obviously blatantly, you know, it's just not even accurate. Um, and, and it is for some people. So here's the, here's the thing that I would say. If you are a super DIY person um, that is happy to deal, and, and by the way, my, our stance on it is we're anti-Shopify. Not, not because I don't think they're a good company. They're, they're fine. They're great. But our approach is straight, very directly anti-Shopify. Um, they did a great job building an e-commerce platform that could help people sell product hands down, no, no doubt their, their ability to sell is, is good. However, their approach is totally different. So what, what their model was, was let's build this, uh, cart and then let's allow people to add all these other features. So let's give you an example. If you want to have, uh, different prices for different variants of products, you want to go in and hook up, I mean, in, let's say in, in network in the direct selling world, you want a replicated site. That's not out of the box. If there is even something for that, you're going to have to find a different company. Now, what we have found, and, and by the way, I do like to mention this. So we have a whole division of our company that is, that is custom work. We manage right now, 345 Shopify stores. So we have thousands on our own e-commerce <clears throat> platform. We have 345 on Shopify. We're very familiar with Shopify. And so, and, and, and the reason I bring this up on average, it's 19 different uh, plugins is what we have seen people have to add. So that's 19 different pieces of software. They have to buy from somebody 19 different charges with 19 different customer service teams with 19 different service level agreements, 19 different contact points that most of which are simply email or ticketing based. And so if you are really into DIY and you want to just build your own, you know, little store and sell some few products and stuff, I mean, totally fine. That's great. Um, but we also deal with, with sites and we, we have sites that have 200,000 products. Well, where do you, how do you sync all that data up? And you start to run into the obvious things for a person, for, for a business owner, a company owner who runs, a direct selling company, there are obvious things. 
that you say, yeah, yeah, that, you know, it, of course we would have that. No, it's not out of the box and they don't necessarily work really well together. So if you have issues between your back office communicating with Shopify in terms of the user logins, because it's two different login systems. So now users who create an account in the back office, if they reset their password, does it automatically reset their password in Shopify? Probably not. And then you start to look at the amount of work it takes to make this these two systems cohesive and talk together really, really well. It's very extensive. And then you're supporting it forever. So for a company who is a real like tinker, you want to you you started a retail or product based company so that you can manage a website. Shopify is awesome, right? If you started a retail product based company so that you could sell more product, it may or may not be the right solution. And so, you know, our approach and the reason we say straight straight up we're anti Shopify is because we believe that service is the key and the foundation of it, you know, with an actual human that you can contact, whether it's on phone or like email or ticketing or whatever, you, there are a number of ways to reach people and we have assigned account managers. Um, who are actually their contact point. So we get to know your business. You're not ticket number 872,982-B in, you know, that we're dealing with for the day. So, um, you know, it allows us to also bring the expertise to the table. So it can be great for some people. Um, for many others, it, it's, it's not, you know. Yeah, I appreciate that response. It's great. And, you know, we we actually do have several clients that do run Shopify on the front end and 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 they make good use of it and 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 they 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 like it. Um, and but they have spent a lot of cycles and time and resources trying to get it right, trying to get the integration points dialed in. And, and it is a significant lift, a significant effort. Um, <clears throat> And, yeah, and by the way, one other one other thing I think is is important to mention is if you want to use payment methods such as Stripe on their thing, they don't even allow network marketing, which is the Shopify integrated one. And if somebody got by with it, it's a matter of time before they shut you down. And then yeah. the rules change, the rules of the platform change. So it's fine today, the percentage increases tomorrow. We don't believe that we should take any percentage of anything in between there. Um, yeah. And so again, it's not even just a it, a, I'm trying to compare myself. I, I'm not even saying we're the right solution for everybody because we're not, but we will be the right solution for certain companies. Shopify will be the right one for certain companies. And, you know, for us, we just, we want to actually service people really, really well and be able to bring our expertise to the table to help them. So that's really our yeah. take. I'm, you know, I'm glad you did mention that because from a cost perspective, it does get, there, there's no cap. There is a percentage you're going to pay, whether you're using their you know, they're, um, they're merchant or not, right? To your point, but uh, yeah, so it is, it's an, it's an additional cost. And as you get bigger and bigger, that gets more and more painful. But, um, but yeah, I think that, that that is something to consider, certainly. But again, what we're trying to do with direct scale e-commerce powered by Rave Retailer is just make it seamless, beautiful flow, end to end, no compromising, you know, no, I wish we could do that. You know, I should be able to update this one place where all those things are, are a reality today, I will say. And we're starting with the most important things first, and then we're going to continue to improve on that. And, and that's happening literally on a daily basis, but great experiences. I love what we've got out there today, but then this, this other piece, you know, the, the story of anti Shopify, our experience has been with most brands that we um, that we associate with is that they they actually don't have enough staff or dedicated people to be creating you know the content the images you know looking at this overall you know e-commerce strategy and so if there isn't a level of consulting from someone or from a group that actually understands best practices of e-commerce um, you know. I'm not capable of giving that consulting. I can I can consult with you a whole on a bunch of things about network marketing and how to build a team and how to motivate and how to how to duplicate. But yeah, I'm probably not your guy. You know, if you want some real, true e-commerce experience consulting, and so that's one of the things that I feel like 
And I know that, you know, from this anti Shopify story, it's just that it's, yep. you, you need that to be successful. Brands need that. So I don't think you can underestimate the fact that experience matters. You've got to have those elements. And you alluded to this as you were talking about the abandoned cards and email marketing and things. But if you don't have that all coming together, then it's like the, it's like the Lamborghini parked in your garage. You can't drive it. Right. Yep. hundred percent. So, yeah, and I saw that that that, and that's that's totally spot on. And I saw um, somebody had asked about, just just so that I can make sure I address it. Um, can I say that again about Stripe and Shopify? So the Shopify payments is, is like when you sign up and you use Shopify's payment. So any payment method has an additional fee from Shopify, and then they have their own. They say Shopify payments. That's powered by Stripe, so it's actually Stripe um, behind the scenes. For companies that are direct selling, go look at the list of prohibited companies uh, for Stripe and you will see uh, network marketing MLM on there. And so that, you know, sure, if there's a different one that you use that you integrate with on, on Shopify, totally cool. But we do like to mention it just so that people understand, um, you know, you're playing on that playing field. The rules are going to be set by by them and, you know, they they it wasn't always there and then it became there. So, you know, that's, and they reserve the right to change the rules anytime they want. Anytime. <laughs> right. Exactly. And in our um, particular case, we know what we're getting into upfront. We know we want to service this customer base and we want to help you guys, um, you know, do the, the most for your field and, 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 you know, back up the, the company overall and, and ultimately just generate more sales. It helps everybody. Right. Right on. You know, um, I think about some of the nuances also that exist in the space. Um, experience does matter. And, and we've got great experience um, in, in e-commerce generally, but, but also in the industry. And, and we can do some pretty cool things. Um, one of the thoughts that comes to mind just as an example is there's certain companies that have different promotion periods, you know, different spikes in orders, you know, and, and usage you know, high, high days or, or weeks for auto ship volume versus others. And, and that can cause challenges, you know, for that, that maybe a lot of maybe normal retail brands or e-commerce brands haven't even had to deal with, but, but we do, like, and, and we've, and we're able to handle those. I'm thinking one in particular where, you know, there's the Friday drops and there's these massive spikes of orders and, and we've worked through how to deliver great performance about that. And again, the orders themselves, not that crazy, but it's the out of stocking, you know, you're, you're in stock, you're out of stock. And that happens, you know, in a nanosecond. But I think just, um, you know, it's just another proof point of consulting, understanding your needs and having something that's in your corner to really help deliver and, um, execute on your e-commerce strategy is critical. It's a critical component. Got to have it. Yep. hundred percent. And you know, that experience is, it is, it's a really cool thing that was actually able to be solved by both pieces, right? The front end e-commerce and, and the back end um, and the whole back office system, they work together to solve problems like that. So a person who has a flash sale. Now, when I say flash sale, sometimes people are like, yeah, we're gonna run a promotion for two days. I'm like, that's easy, we got that. They're like, yeah, we do 10,000 orders a minute. That's okay, don't really, that doesn't matter. It When you go from one level, so you go from 600 orders, 800 orders in a day to 6,000 orders in one day, but 3,200 of them are in eight to 10 minutes it's just a very different, it's a very, it's such a spike. It literally goes like that, 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 but you know, and when we were working out some of the solutions to solve these things, we brought in guys who, you know, senior database people from, you know, big, big companies, you know, and, and literally we were like, okay, here's the problem we're trying to solve. Here's the challenge you know, and, you know, we were able to work out these solutions because like, we have high level consultants and then our staff are, you know, primarily just full-time staff with lots of experience with lots of different systems and softwares and challenges. And so we're able to go, oh yeah, you remember how we did, for example, we actually brought a, there's a, a business management application we had built out that that's, it's used by a lot of companies in, in a number of different countries. 
we were actually able to bring expertise and experience from a graphing software to an e-commerce solution that was needed because we have staff with that experience in an earlier project that we had done going, you remember how we were managing so much data in such a short period of time? We're gonna apply that concept here to placing orders on, a, on an e-commerce website. You wouldn't think they had anything to do with each other, but they did, right? And so when it comes to scaling up servers, you know, we pre-scale all of this stuff when we know there's gonna be flash promotions, we scale it up, we scale it down, we, we have staff who will monitor it during these times because in some people's cases, their flash promotions are literally a few minutes. And so it's, you know, it's just, it's been, uh, it's cool to be able to solve a number of these different problems and bring experience from, from many different areas and angles together to help solve the problem, so. Right on. Well, listen, Rafi, we're coming up on time, but I just, I, I, I wanted to um, thank you, first of all, for taking the time and thank you for uh, bringing your expertise to this conversation and to, um, to the partner relationship that, that we have together. And, and I'm excited about what we're gonna continue to do to deliver these, this seamless friction-free experience um, to this industry and really combine the strengths of both of these things and create, uh, create a new industry, really. I mean, it's, it is a new opportunity and we're excited to be on that journey with you and with all of our guests today. Uh, hopefully we've, we've said some things that matter to you and that will um, help you to, to think out and think through your e-commerce strategy. Um, we, again, we invite you to contact your direct scale um, CSM if you're an existing client. And if you're a prospective client, you can reach out to us at uh, directscale.com and request a demo and our sales team will get you, um, get you taken care of. So and I did want to mention, by the way, it's amazing yeah. that you're doing these talks like this because I, I was watching, you know, I watched the other ones and it's awesome. You're actually, you know, I think bringing some real value to people because you have people with such different experiences coming and, and you know, unique interests and uh, angles to look at things. And um, I really do think it's awesome what you're doing. And so I'm, I'm glad everybody was here and I'm, I'm glad that you're doing this. I think it's really cool. Thanks, Rafi, very much. And thank you all for being here. Um, we'll be having um, additional guests and we'll continue this series. And really, it's all, about, um, it's all about getting the right information, getting the right expertise, and also um, asking the right questions and knowing that we only have it all figured out, but we're gonna get it figured out and we're committed to doing that for, for you. So uh, let's keep making it happen. Y'all have a great rest of your day. Thank you. Talk to you soon.